This is Life Between Classes, where we talk about what's going on in your life and in your mind between classes. Hello, my beautiful friends. Listen for a minute. Do you hear that? That's my cat purring. (laughs) Zizu has decided to make an appearance on the podcast. Not the first time. He's back and he really wanted to get involved. He has just been all about me this morning, following me around the house, asking for lots of pets, lots of love. So I decided not to lock him out. Uh, I decided to invite him in and um, I'm also doing something different in this one. I am recording video as well as audio and I'll tell you about that later, but I want to see if I can point this down so you can see him for those of you watching the video. Yep. There's my little guy, Zizu. (laughs) You're going to be famous, buddy. Everyone's going to love you. Okay. So here we are. Um, Can you believe it? The fall semester is upon us. I can't believe it. So how are you feeling? How are you feeling about that? About the start of the semester? Did it catch you off guard? Are you dreading it? Are you excited for it? Are you feeling indifferent? Maybe some combination of the three? That's usually what what it was for me. I was usually um, both excited and also a little bit anxious for the start of a new semester. And I feel like that's pretty common, right? Um, So if you started this week, I wanna ask you, how has the transition gone for you? Do you feel like you snapped right back into the flow of classes and schoolwork and clubs and whatnot? Do you feel like it's been a little bit of a rough transition? Do you feel a little stiff, maybe a little rusty mentally or um, physically getting back into that routine of maybe waking up earlier than you have been or maybe staying up later than you have been or just simply having to be somewhere at a certain time if you had a lot of flexibility over the summer or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you worked a very stand, you worked very standard hours over the summer, and now you have classes kind of sporadically throughout your week and lots of flexible time. So any of those situations can cause um, a little bit of shock to the system, right? Sort of an adjustment period, and. Um, It can often feel like whiplash almost, you know, transitioning from summer mode to academic mode and almost like a someone turned on the light switch (laughs) and you weren't expecting it. And you're like, no, blinded. (laughs) You want to put a dimmer on that thing, turn it back down a bit. However you're feeling, Um, about the start of the semester and and maybe you're just kind of gearing up for it. Maybe you start classes next week, but no matter where you are mentally, emotionally, physically with regard to that, um, 
I just want to invite you to notice it, to acknowledge it, and to just accept that that's where you are and that's okay, right? It's okay to experience uh, a little discomfort when you're moving from one phase of the year to another. Um, I think that we, we need to become comfortable with discomfort um, kind of in general and starting a new semester and shifting modes is a great opportunity to practice that, right? So um, I've also, I was thinking about this on my run the other morning because I was feeling kind of sluggish and just stiff, wasn't super excited about going out for a run. Um, but I knew that it, it would make me feel better um, because exercising usually gives me energy. Even if I'm feeling low energy and I feel like I don't have enough to do it, once I do it, I, I sort of generate energy within myself. Um, and that's exactly what happened the other morning. I told myself, you know, what? I'm just going to go out and run like one mile. <laughs> Sometimes I have to set the bar really low for myself. Well, for me, I mean, that's because what, what I've been doing lately is... Um, more than one mile. So for me, like one mile is just setting a very low bar and just showing up and focusing on just the act of showing up, getting myself out there and just doing something. And so when I started off, I was just oh, feeling really heavy, really sluggish. I don't even know if I'm going to get to, you know, finish one mile. And then little by little, I loosened up. I got the blood flowing. I started to feel that energy kick in. And so I just took it, you know, one mile at a time, ended up running five. Felt great. Felt super energized after that. Um, so I'm offering or sharing this with you um, just to, you know, remind you and give you that analogy um, of sometimes we feel like something just feels awful in the beginning and we feel like we can't, there's no way we can get through it. And, and maybe it's just, we need to recognize that we need to move through that, that phase of adjustment and um, accept that that's just part of the process, right? So um, what else? What else do I wanna to talk to you about today? Um, I wanna ask you also like how you're approaching the semester, like kind of what your attitude is it? Uh, what is your attitude towards classes? Um, notice what you're thinking about it, how you feel walking to class or if your class is online, how you feel as you're preparing to, you know, sit down and, and complete those assignments. Um, notice any words that come into your mind about it because this will give you some indication of how you are perceiving the situation. Um, so I came across an idea in um, a book I read this summer called The Three Laws of Performance. And the first law uh, was essentially the premise that how a situation occurs to us, or in other words, and this is how I, I interpret it, how we perceive a situation directly determines our results in that situation. Has, so how we perceive a situation, how it occurs to us, what we're thinking about it, what we're feeling about it, um, how we are relating to it is going to determine the outcome of that situation. It's going to be a driving factor in our performance, in the outcome or the results. 
Okay. So just something I wanted to offer here on the podcast um, that maybe you can apply to your semester and, and how you're thinking about your classes or the situation of whatever your university has decided to do with regard to um, COVID and restrictions. Some universities are entirely online. Some are sort of hybrid, campuses open, and classes are some sort of combination. So um, yeah, no, notice how you're, how that's occurring to you, what your attitude is towards it. Um, and if you notice that you're feeling a lot of resentment or um, like a heaviness about that, uh, if you feel, you know, disappointed that your university closed or, or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you're feeling really a lot of anxiety about having to go to class and having all that social contact whatever it is, if it's something that feels kind of heavy or you feel kind of negative about it, you know, you may just want to notice how that might affect the outcome. So fast forward, how many weeks is a semester? I can never remember numbers. I think a normal semester is what, like 15 weeks, I think. I should really know, 14, something like that. And this semester, a lot of universities are sort of condensing it, so it's a little bit shorter. But you know, imagine yourself at the end of the semester, um, after having gone into it with this attitude, how might that affect your results? How is it going to affect how you show up um, for class? Again, whether that's online or in person. And ask yourself, is that really what I want? Is that what I want? Is that going to get me the result that I want? So then that also leads to the question of what is the result I want? What, what is the outcome? How do I want to perform, quote unquote, perform here in this particular class or in this responsibility? And you can apply this to other things in your life too. Obviously I'm focusing, you know, just on classes here, but maybe it's in a job or an internship or if you're, if you're out of college, um, I have some listeners who are like way out of college and they just listen because they either know me or they know someone who knows me. So I even think that this could for sure relate to really anything in your life. And I think a lot of us are beginning new phases and beginning new chapters right now um, due to the changes that have occurred as a result of the pandemic in a lot of cases. Um, so, so yeah, so let's, let's see what we can do with that concept of how our, uh, attitude or how we're perceiving a situation is occurring to us is going to affect our performance or the outcome of that situation for us. Um, okay. And then another thing that came to mind that is uh, along these lines is noticing when, you are using the word should. Okay, notice when you hear yourself saying like, hmm, I should do this. I should, mm, I should do my homework. I should do a load of laundry. I should go to class. I should do the, the week's uh, course module. I should do the reading. Okay, I think my guess is that this is a fairly common phrasing 
in your mind. Um, the reason I am guessing that is because it was, and sometimes still is a common thing that I hear in my mind. Um, but I want to encourage you to consider what might be the benefit of turning the should into a want. Okay, let's think about that. So should versus want. Maybe I talked about this in a previous episode. I can't remember. I think I might have. Um, but let's just look at this for a minute. So saying I should do this, I should do that implies some sense of obligation. Um, and for me, in my mind at least, it sort of um, implies an exterior motive, like someone's telling you that you should do this. <laughs> I can't think about this without thinking about um, my upbringing and um, my mom was often on me about things and told me, you should do this, you should do that. That was a very common thing that I heard throughout my childhood and adolescence. And I don't fault her for this by any means. She absolutely meant well. She was looking out for me. That was her way of looking out for me and, you know, making sure I was taking care of my responsibilities and doing the things that I needed to do, um, which is definitely part of a parent's job, right? Um, but as adults, we have the option to take ownership of our responsibilities in our life and think about how something that we're saying we should do or, or should not do may actually be to our benefit and then we can find some sort of internal motivation for that and, and find, like, find the want within the should. So I could have said that morning, like, oh, I should go out and run. Um, and I, that used to be a common thing that I would say, oh, I should go run, I should go run, I should go work out, you know, because I, I know I'll feel better. But there's something about the word should that seems to take my power away. And I don't know, I'm, I'm just putting this out there in case maybe you notice that as well. When I shift that to, oh, I want to go run because I want to feel energized and proud of myself for doing something that's good for my body, good for my mind, for showing up for myself, even on a day that I don't feel like it. Like I want the feelings, I want the benefits that I get from running. So I want to go run, even though part of my brain's telling me that I don't, <laughs> but actually I do. The deeper desire is that I do. It's just my, you know, my mood or the temporary conditions that were trying to fool me into the idea that I didn't want to. So do you follow? Does that make sense? Um, so looking for the want within the should, that's another idea I wanted to share with you. Um, and then the last part that I wanted to include here, kind of along the lines of, um, if we think of the semester as a, as a run, and I'm sorry if you're getting bored with these analogies, but <laughs> it's how my brain works. <laughs> Go with it. You can, you can switch it to something different for yourself if you're not into running or if this analogy does not um, resonate with you at all. But let's just entertain this for a little bit longer. Um, 
so, well, I want to ask you, do you think of it as more of a sprint or more of a distance run? I can see the argument for both. Um, if I had to choose, I would say it's a distance run for me because when I think of a sprint, I think of something where I, I'm able to see the, um, the finish line from the starting point. And that finish line is enough to draw me, is enough to like mag magnetize. I don't know why I came up with that word. Um, you know, to pull, pull me to the, from the starting point to the finish line, like just being laser focused on that. Now that's a sprint with a distance run. It's a little different, right? Chances are you don't see the finish line from the starting point and there's more time and space in between those two points. So what can be of benefit for distance running. And I mean, guys, don't get too excited. I'm really not a distance runner by any means. The most I've ever done is a half marathon. And I have a sister who runs marathons. I have a best, one of my best friends who runs ultra marathons. So I don't consider myself a distance runner. Um, anyway, whoops, got off track. Hang on. Right, so what helps for a distance run is, and in my experience of like, you know, running those half marathons or just my, my longer runs is um, a couple things. So one of them is pacing myself from the beginning, right? Recognizing that um, if I start off really strong, really fast, I run the risk of um, burning out uh, you know, of overdoing it and, and burning out before I get to the end. Another thing is kind of allowing myself to settle in with the process. Okay. And rather than just letting the finish line be what motivates me, I become really present in, in the moment and in my, and I, I like, I become mindful of my surroundings. I just settle into a rhythm. Usually I'm listening to, well, not usually, always. <laughs> when I run, I'm listening to music. I don't run without music ever. Uh, I feel like it's fuel for me. But you know, I, I'm really selective with my music. So I, I put on something that paces me well. That's kind of an appropriate tempo for, um, for the pace of that run. And I really start to notice like what's going on around me. If I'm running in a park, I'll notice the other people um, enjoying the park. I'll notice the scenery. I'll notice the trees. Um, I've done some really nice races on um, exciting, fun courses. I did the one of my halves I did in DC. And so that was really cool, you know, running around the monument and going through the different neighborhoods. Um, but to me, that's part of the, the beauty of a distance run is becoming really present in the moment, not just thinking about that future end point, but enjoying the journey, enjoying the process and really taking in the surroundings. So how could that apply to an academic semester or to a new chapter in your life? a new job or a new project? How could that apply? 
Well, I'll tell you how I've been thinking about it in my life. So as I mentioned on the last episode, um, I, for the first time in my life, I am not returning to the classroom this fall. You know, I've been teaching now for how many years? I started, I mean, I started teaching when I was in grad school, but I guess officially since I, uh, teaching full time um, in 2000, oh my gosh, I can never think on the spot, <laughs> 2010, right? So 10 years. Um, and it's just, it's so ingrained in me to be going back into the semester, back into the classroom. Um, but that's not the case now. I said this in the last episode, but because of uh, COVID and the financial crisis at the university where I was teaching here, they um, cut back on a lot of faculty. So I lost my position. Um, may not be permanent, who knows? Um, it's hard to know what will happen in the future. But anyway, I have this unique moment in my life where I'm not gonna be teaching this fall and for the foreseeable future. So um, as weird as that feels, I, you know, I've done a lot of thinking and asking myself like what I want to do with this time, where I want to focus my energy. And um, again, as I've mentioned a few times on, on the podcast, I, the answer for that became clear that it's um, to revive my creative practice. I was an art major in college, um, in addition to the Spanish major, but uh, I chose to go into Spanish as my career, but I've been feeling the nudge over time to kind of get back into my art, to revisit that part of me, to sort of reawaken that. Um, so anyway, that's, that's where I have decided to focus my, um, my semester. We'll, we'll call it my unofficial sabbatical. Um, and where was I going with this? Hang on. Ah, yeah. Okay. So like last week was when, I mean, I've been dabbling over the summer. I've been doing things here and there. You can see some of my, some of my prints on the wall back there. Um, but I decided last last week that I, you know, this is, I'm going to go full force. I'm going to focus on it more um, and make that like the primary um, focus of my day. And so it didn't go so well, I'll be honest with you. I felt very blocked and I noticed I was, um, I was feeling a lot of pressure, which is funny because there's no reason for that. I literally have no, no one to be like answering to. This is really just for me. And uh, yet I, I wasn't enjoying it. I was like, Anyway, I, I thought through it and I realized what was happening is I was focusing so much on the product, on the results, on the outcome. And by that, I mean, anytime I sat down to do something, I was thinking of it as I'm doing this to make a finished product. Okay. Um, but I realized that was causing some blockage, some blocking of my creativity. I felt kind of like trapped and stuck and paralyzed. Um, probably is that performance anxiety. I was like putting myself on the spot to perform because I thought I needed to produce like these finished products. Anyway, so I had a breakthrough um, thanks to, um, oh, hang on one second, let me get the book. 
thanks to this book that I have recently started. It's called The Artist's Way, A Spiritual Path to Higher Creativity, which has been recommended to me multiple times. And I'm finally, um, finally deciding to, to do it, to read it. It's more of like a workbook too. Um, and what I was reminded of in the chapter that I read this past weekend is that rather than focusing on just the product, the, the end like result, and especially for someone who's been away from it for a while, and in your cases, maybe like if you've been away from <laughs> class for a while, um, to instead shift and think about the process and really show up for the process and, um, and use it as a way to, uh, and I took this from the book directly, practice your creativity. Okay, so that was a breakthrough for me. And, and I'm offering this to you because maybe this could be useful to you as well in the academic year when you're going about a course. I think it's easy to get caught up in that end point, the, the finished, you know, the, the finished project or getting to the point where you've mastered the subject. Um, and if we do that, and it's fine to be aware of that. I, I, I mean, there's definitely value in that, as I spoke about in, earlier on this episode. Um, but if we hang out in the future endpoint a little too much, then that could block us and we could miss a lot of the good stuff in between. We could miss the beauty and the joy in that journey and just showing up for for the learning in and of itself, rather than thinking about like the final perfect finished paper that you're going to write at the end of the course. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if this relates to you at all, but I think that there is a great deal of wisdom in enjoying the journey, being present for the journey, finding joy in the journey. That's something I think I mentioned on the first uh, episode. And, um, and also like all of what that entails, because even that is like a bit of a, a mind game. And, um, and a lot of times we get, we get paralyzed even before we start. And the first step can be the scariest. Just showing up can actually be the biggest hurdle that we cross, that we jump, in the entire journey. It can provoke fear. It can, it's like kind of like a blank canvas. I've been talking about this recently with some of my people, <laughs> friends, former students, people in general. Anyway, seems to be a theme, the blank canvas, the blank slate. Um, that can be daunting and intimidating, you know, because there's so much possibility or even just it seems like it's such a huge distance between the blank canvas and the end product that you want to create. But if, if we think about it as that, like it's like a test and we have to get to this end point, we're not benefiting ourselves. We're not going to help ourselves by doing it like that. We're going to create more anxiety and, and, and blockages. If we think about it as this is a practice, all I have to do is show up, keep showing up and be present for the journey, then I think that's the path 
to magic. That's the path to freedom. That's how we get our really good stuff in life done. Um, yeah. So, okay. So wrapping it up, um, that gave birth to an idea. Crazy, crazy idea. Oh my God. I can't believe I'm, I'm going to voice this out loud. Um, wait, where are my notes on this? I thought I had notes. Maybe I didn't. Uh, oh, here they are. Okay. So I am asking for your support in my creative journey this semester. I've decided that I'm going to do daily check-ins as part of what I'm going to call. Oh shoot, did I finally decide on the name? We're gonna call it the Joy in the Journey Challenge. How does that sound? <laughs> kind of working with this idea of finding joy in the journey and embracing, embracing the process. Um, I'm working on embracing the creative process in my life and in your life. What does this look like for you? Could it be the process of a course that you're taking? Could it be an internship? Could it be, maybe it is something creative that you're doing in your life. Maybe it's something that, um, I don't know, maybe even you just look at the, as a semester as a whole, as the journey, you know, the distance run and my idea is that we can support each other in our respective journeys. And we can use this platform and an extension of this platform, which will be YouTube. Oh, there, I've said it. Oh my gosh, I've said it. I can't take it back. Um, so I plan to post daily check-in videos on YouTube on the Life Between Classes channel to track my journey um, and to offer encouragement to you for yours so that it can be a back and forth and an interplay and exchange of energies. Um, and also very much geared towards um, personal accountability. So this is something that I feel would benefit me in, in my creative journey and maybe it could be of benefit to you too, having um, a little check-in video posted every day that you can watch. Um, I'll ask you questions. I'll share with you my thoughts. I'll show you my progress. And the, the nice thing about YouTube, well, it's of course a double-edged sword. Sorry, that was a fly. Um, but it gives us the opportunity to um, communicate in the comments section to have some sort of, you know, dialogue and conversation in the comments, which we can't do by way of the podcast as easily. So the joy in the journey challenge um, will be starting tomorrow. Ah, I'm doing this. I'm diving in. I feel like I'm diving into like the ocean or a really cold pool that I was nervous to dive into, but I also really want to go for a swim. Um, and yeah, that's what this is for me. It's an experiment. I'm just testing the waters, trying it out, doing something different. I want to shake it up and, um, and overcome some of, some of my <laughs> tendency to hide. <laughs> I've talked about that before, but I'm coming out. 
I am asking for your support. And as I go along my journey, I want to offer you what I can um, in your journey as well. Okay, that's enough about journeys. I've said that word one too many times, maybe. Um, okay, so that pretty much wraps it up. But before you go, a couple of other things. I also realized that I am in need of some feedback about the podcast. And by that, I mean, like I've been putting out a lot of ideas and questions. Um, and I guess I just sort of want to know, like, have they been of any value to you? Have you, have they made you think about things that you might not have otherwise thought about? Have I presented any new concepts that you find interesting? Um, do you get any enjoyment out of listening to these episodes? Um, it's kind of weird having such a one-sided thing, you know, the podcast is sort of by nature one-sided. And of course I get the dialogue in the episodes that I record with other people. And I have heard from some of um, my friends and listeners recently that gave me some feedback, but I would love to hear anything else that you have um, for me. Um, and not like, like, oh, you're doing a great job. I mean, that's fine. Like if you genuinely think that and you want to tell me, that's fine. I'll, <laughs> I'll take it. But what I mean more is like, mm, what, what has, has anything been of value to you? Have, like some like reactions, I guess. No, Alexa, I'm not talking to you. She, she thought I was talking to her. Um, do you know what I'm saying? I feel like I just need a little bit of like um, exchange here to, to fuel me. And that's what actually, that's what this is about. I, I realized I was kind of feeling a little bit of a dip in motivation because I don't know how, how it's being received my messages, how they're being received. And I know that what motivates me is if someone is getting something out of what I'm, what I'm putting out there. And yeah, I guess that's what I'd, I'd like to hear from you. Or of course, you know, if you have suggestions or topics that you would be interested in hearing about, or if you want to be, oh, if you want to be a guest on the episode, let me know. Um, you can write me a review on iTunes if you want. I, I'll be honest, I don't really care that much about like, um, what's it called? Like vi visibility. My, my goal is not to like get a ton of listeners, but I would like to know if the listeners that are regulars are, you know, getting something out of it. And so what was I going to say? Okay. So how can you do this? Um, if you know me personally, send me a text, give me a call, write me an email. If you don't really know me personally, um, you can send a message on Instagram. Um, it's life.betweenclasses is the Instagram name, handle. I don't know what that's called. <laughs> life.betweenclasses on Instagram. Um, or you can send an email to my, my dot life between classes at gmail okay um and once i'm on youtube you can oh, oh this little gnat is flying around me 
Um, once I'm on YouTube, you can also leave comments for the videos there, which would be great because again, I just like the exchange of energy. If you are watching the video, you can see my gesture sometimes like, oh, look, I just finished my steps for the day and I got the rocket ship. Oh, that's my favorite. Actually that and the fireworks. Uh, <laughs> um, oh my goodness. What was I saying? YouTube. Um, yeah. Oh, I know the gesture thing. So for, if you're just listening and you can't see me, I, I'm doing like this thing with my hands that <laughs> for me, expresses the idea of like an exchange dialogue more conversation back and forth you know not so one-sided okay what else um oh and um also if you like what you've been hearing then share it with a friend spread the love um yeah that's all that is all okay so stay tuned for youtube videos I guess I should tell you where to find them. Um, it's life between classes, not it's that, <laughs> not the it's part, just <laughs> life between classes is the YouTube channel. <laughs> and my name is listed Holly Schneider. So uh, I'll be posting the, the, the first check-in video pretty soon, probably tomorrow. And I invite you to join me. Yay. Um, I feel like there was one more thing I was going to say. Oh my goodness. What was it? Hang on. Mm, share it with your friends. Um, I guess that's it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Just remembered. Okay. Um, upcoming episodes. So I have, again, I still have some conversations with former students that are, uh, pending that I'm, I'm working on and I'm working on aligning schedules and getting the ideas in order. So they'll be coming up. And then I thought for the next few episodes, I will go through the four agreements with you guys. That's the book that I've mentioned a few times um, by Don Miguel Ruiz. Uh, it's a book that I studied with my cadres that I ran last semester which are like small group discussion about like spirituality. Um, and so if you've already done a cadre with me, then you'll be familiar with this, but you know what? Sometimes I get different things out of content that I uh, consume at different points in my life. So by that, <laughs> that was a weird way of saying it. By that, I mean, um, when I watch a movie that I haven't seen in a long time, oftentimes I get different messages out of it than I, than the first time that I saw it, you know, being at a, just a different point in your life, you see things from a different perspective. Um, and sometimes it's just nice to get a little refresher on something like that. Cause there's so much wisdom in the book and I have it actually right here. So if you're watching the video, you can see right here is the book. So I figure maybe we'll do like chapter by chapter. Um, uh, well, just the, the agreement chapters and I'll sort of summarize some of the main points and how they've related to my life and uh, maybe offer some like reflection questions for you. So that's it. And then uh, I had um, a suggestion from Caroline, who I'll be, I'll be doing an episode with pretty soon. And she said, well, why not do like some sort of giveaway on Instagram? So <laughs> 
I need to figure that out. I mean, not that it's super complicated. She explained it to me. Sounds very doable. But anyway, we'll do like a few episodes um, talking about this and then maybe I'll do like a giveaway. I'm trying to put myself out there a little more, you guys. So um, <laughs> stick with me, share it with your friends and come join me and let's cheer each other on on YouTube as we find joy in the journey of this upcoming semester. Okay. I will talk to you very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for Life Between Classes, where we know that there's more going on than meets the eye.